0: Craven, when you get to this bit, can we remove the bit about... Can we remove the bit about... His name is Craven, he likes white ravens, and he will always use them to reduce your goal. His name is
1: Dave, he cancels saves, he likes to make the opposition have bad days. His name is Tom, he plays for fun, and if you beat him then he'll punch you in the face. It's the UK's fantastic podcast This episode's the worst, so it's probably the last with are unopposed to claim banter It's Banter Behind the Throne Hello and
2: welcome back to Banter Behind the Throne I'm Mr Dav, Dave Bamford And this is episode 43 We apologise for the lack of episode 43 last week Craven and I had a lovely little conversation Uh, but unfortunately there was recording drama and I ended up with a file less than a megabyte long and with no
0: audio. So uh, that was sad. On the upside, you had a lovely conversation.
2: We did. We did have a lovely conversation. No pressure at all. Uh, But this week we've kicked Craven out and he's been relegated to uh, editing. But I am joined by Mr. Peel, who's back. He is, of course, the man who cleans out my moat. Say hello, Mr. Peel.
0: I've I've elevated myself up this week, babe. And I'm I'm just gonna say I've put in for a promotion. I no longer clean out the moats. Oh, I also well, jet spray uh, the bridges.
2: Oh okay. Yeah, I'm happy mm-hmm. for you to do that. All all water outside the castle. I feel like just general kind of gardener
0: you. at the moment. I can just be a Tyrell yeah. gardener. You know, they don't really you do can much be my garden let's be caretaker. Yeah, there we go.
2: This works for me. Yeah. Um, but mostly outside the castle.
0: Well, I wouldn't want to come inside in anyway.
2: So it's gonna be one of those episodes. Um and in the other corner Joining us is this week's Dirty Rascal, who is Rowan. Say hello, Rowan.
1: Hello. Hello. Nice to be back. Thanks for having me.
2: Ah, that's alright. He's so polite, bless him. Um, for those who don't know you, because you've, you've joined us before, you joined us uh, fairly early on. It would have been, what, episode 8 or 9 or something. We spent about an hour and 45 minutes talking about maesters, which was brilliant. Uh, and then um, you joined us again for the Power More Invitational, I believe little review there?
1: I did, and the Christmas yeah. episode also. Actually.
2: And the Christmas episode, all of which was before our transition to second edition, so for the the folks at home who've started listening in the last few months, do you want to give everyone a uh, quick introduction?
1: Yeah, well, it's it's funny actually, because one of our local players said to me the other day, yeah, I heard you on back Behind the Throne, I was listening to their back catalogue, something about maesters for an hour... <laughs> didn't understand at all yeah so i'm very happy to have baffled second edition players even into the future um <laughs> yeah uh i've been playing the game for going on four years now but only three competitively um i play a lot of jank uh yeah i'm mildly disappointed at the, the lack of jank in second edition relative to first edition um but apart from that enjoying the reboot
2: fantastic the level of jank can only get better right yeah for sure like that's part of it and hopefully there's some cards in this chapter pack that we'll talk about later that will help the jank and won't that be wonderful
0: i think, they will. Um, I think they will. Um, if nothing else there's a card for me so i don't really need to worry about the rest <laughs> exactly
2: okay so this week as you two are aware but our listeners are not we shall talk very briefly about Starluck. We'll talk about another upcoming event called... uh, Is it Battle for the Trident, I think it is? Something like that. Something to do with the Trident. Uh, Then we... Rowan and I are going to talk about uh, Dockside Battle Days, the Roger Starlight tournament that was uh, on two weeks ago and that we both travelled to. And then we're going to do a chapter pack review for True Steel, the upcoming chapter pack, which by the time you listen to this, you probably already have. But before you go out on, on the weekend and play with all the cards, we'll tell you which ones are good, which ones are shit. Uh, and which ones have pretty art. So, first up, Starlek. It's sold out.
0: Yeah, it's a bit kind of late, really, for this, it's, isn't it? Almost, um, Guys, everyone, there's an amazing event. It's abroad. Come play cards in Germany in a castle. Ah, oh, fuck, it's sold out. Um, yeah, sorry, lads. Uh, if you're not going, then, you know, you cannot be king of the castle, is effectively the best way of putting it. Starlek is the tournament where you become king of the castle. Um... So anyone who can't make it, you're definitely a dirty rascal. Which is definitely true. Um, I got a text from
2: Craven about an hour after the tickets went on sale saying, you should get Starlight tickets. It's like, yes, I should get Starlight tickets. Um, and I texted around to see who wanted to go and no one replied. And then suddenly I looked at the tickets again and thought, there's only about 40 left. I'll just book everyone a ticket and the hotel so uh luckily everyone in Brickstock wants to come so we've got
0: a little, yeah. little apartment for the seven of us I think when us. when you text around I don't even think you text me to see if I wanted to go you just text me saying oh I've got your Starlink tickets oh <laughs> I got in from work uh, turned I think on I my did phone you, and just yeah. looked at my phone oh I've got to Starlink <laughs> I think for you and Waffle I just uh, uh, yeah no we're, we're going them and
2: told you yeah and we've yeah, got an yeah.
0: apartment I've got the time booked off work. I booked it off all the way back when I started my job. I say I need this uh, this week and a half off in uh, in the middle of November. Why is that? No reason. <laughs> like, little little do they know that I'm going to a castle. Right. But... <laughs> week and a half off. Week and a half. Yeah. Well, I wanted some time on you know before, and I wanted some time after because obviously the the Starlek hangover um, last year collectively killed me. Um, there's no other words for what happened to me that weekend. Other than I died. Um, That's pretty much it. I I literally died last year. Fair, fair. Okay, so
2: um, for those who haven't got tickets to Starlack, if people haven't paid by this Tuesday, then uh, their tickets will be reallocated. So keep an eye on the Starlack website and Facebook pages this Tuesday, and hopefully you'll be able to come and join us. Uh, But I think there's one space left in the castle. So you'll end up, probably end up in a hotel, which is better. Um, so yeah, come to Starlink if you can. The next thing on our agenda, as such, is the Battle of the Trident. Do you want to explain that, Rowan? Tell us about that.
1: Um, yeah, so this is a new initiative that FFG are launching. It doesn't actually happen until the store championships start in November, December. Um, but the idea is that uh, each attendee of a Battle of the Trident tournament which I guess can be combined with store championships or run separately um, gets a vote on which of three agendas are printed in the game, we don't have the text for the agendas but basically they're going to be agendas which allow you to play certain cards um, out of house, so from multiple factions, possibly from any factions um, they don't specify how many factions um, but they would either be uh, knight characters army characters or maester characters um, and if you win the tournament you get 11 votes instead of 1, which is nice So this is kind of following from something they've done in Netrunner a couple of times. Um, Yeah, so they did it twice, once for a corporation identity, once for a runner identity, Um, and both times we had the full text of the cards before we voted, and both times one of the cards was definitely broken, so everybody voted for the other card. Um, So this time I think it's much nicer that we don't actually have the text, because then you're not led to vote by the fact that you don't want to vote for the broken card. You're actually voting for the concept that you like, and then they'll playtest that concept and make it good.
2: Okay. So, uh, as a quick correction, it's it's got to be held on a certain weekend. Oh, which it. I believe oh. is the weekend after Worlds. Oh, interesting. Well, it looks like it's, a, it's a weekend in uh, in November, and uh, within a week they will uh, they will announce all the all the results. So we will know within a week of the tournament who's who's got it. Um, it's worth pointing out that it will be pure Swiss, there's no cut. Oh, okay. uh, first place gets uh, the Red Keep artwork on a playmat, and there's uh, a yeah. load of copies of um, summons, alt art summons for everybody. Uh, that, one keep, that Red Keep yeah, playmat is fucking swag, really want one. Yes, it is. Um, the And you can get it signed at because it's Tom Shedrezek. Uh Where am I going with this? Yes, they have done this before in Thrones as well. There are two events right at the beginning of the uh, the LCG. Yeah. Uh, one where there was a Tywin Lannister from War of the Five Kings, I think, and there was uh, there was debate as to whether to reprint him or not. And they did a they did a tournament like this to say whether they should reprint him or not. And obviously uh, he wasn't reprinted because he was pretty insane. I'll try and find the text in a minute. And another one where. Uh, they had a plot card spoilt, and then they said who, which house is going to get it and people voted for which house would get that plot card and that plot card was the Minstrel's Muse which for those who didn't play first edition was a four-eight-one. one after you win dominance claim three additional power
1: yeah it was like a better version of Freak of yeah and it was, in and Stark, it was um, which was nuts because Stark had Star- basically ten. no big power grab capabilities in first edition so it just gave them that that thing that just wasn't in their colour by at all. Um, yeah. I both lost and won a lot of games like a jan bastard with that block.
2: Yeah, it was it was really yeah. strong. Yeah. And the fact they had eight initiative meant yeah. you can pretty much guarantee you going second if it is the final turn, guarantee you winning. Uh, well, the power challenge and the. Uh,
1: the dominance, yeah.
2: And the dominance, yeah. So I'm just getting that Tywin Lannister up because I remember he was pretty dirty. This is where my internet decides to just crap um, out and be terrible. Yeah.
1: While you're looking, have people decided how they're going to vote? Any thoughts?
2: Uh, spoilers, I'm going to vote for Maesters.
1: Yeah, I thought you might.
0: What about you, Pierre? i going to vote to stay in Europe. <laughs> that, that's interesting to hear.
2: <laughs> but Maesters, Knights or uh, Armies, who gets the agenda?
0: armies armies no armies. yeah armies I love an army I also but love a knight really? it's 50-50 to be honest i would probably vote for knights because I want to build my Tyrell Knights build and I reckon that'd be entertaining for me if nothing else um, as for maesters no Dave sorry not happening I'm not voting for them sorry mate no. but, but oh, I, I know but, but it just... knights are fun yeah but knights oh, yeah but
2: Knights are fun already Maesters Think how fun Maesters used to be And how fun they are now And how fun they could be In the future
1: (laughs) That's fair I'm personally (laughs) Divided between Knights and Maesters Armies All the armies Are just boring characters Most of them are Almost completely vanilla Like Hmm. Why would I want to Put a bunch of them Together in a deck From different factions When half of them Do fuck all The knights and the maesters Are the interesting ones The knights are more Interesting at the moment Because there's more Knight synergy in the game But that won't be the case I mean it'll probably be Close to two years before this gets printed since it won't they won't even start, you know, playtesting it until November at the earliest. So Yeah. Yeah. So there'll probably be plenty of the most uh night tech in the game by that time, so I haven't decided how to go really. through. But I've got plenty of time. Okay.
2: You do, you've got till November. Uh, so the Tywin Lannister was from a House of Thorns expansion pack, which was the uh, the last major expansion pack before 5 Kings edition, which was the last big block. Um, And he was a 5 for 5 Tricon. A lord with a noble crest. (laughs) House Lannister only. Uh, He gave two influence. Uh, For those who aren't aware what influence is, it functioned like gold that you could use to pay for effects. Uh, In the CCG, you lost all your gold at the end of marshalling. Uh, So influence was used to pay for effects in in the challenges phase. And it carried over to the LCG, but was used much less, because we uh, gained the ability to keep gold. Uh, And in addition to that, he has, while you were not running an agenda, Tywin Lannister gains, while Tywin Lannister is standing, characters and locations do not stand during the standing phase. Okay. So he's pretty strong. He's pretty good. Yeah. And uh, obviously, the fact that you've not seen him before means uh, he wasn't printed again. So the no vote won that. Which is sad. He would have been fun. Um, Yeah,
1: I don't know. So yeah, Lannister never used influence in um, LCG, so.
2: Um, You could use didn't double bluff cost influence. Could you use influence for that?
1: Oh well, I mean, I mean, mainstream Lannister cards didn't use basically, obviously.
2: (laughs) That was. Oh, dub. Gone.
1: Infamous Lannister Knights of the Hollow Hill deck that me and Reese built for a store championship last year. Which was a thing of complete beauty. Um, if it wasn't for the river's nerf, I think it would have... I, I might have taken it to the regional. There was so much silliness. Yeah. It, was it gonna, had the Viper in it, obviously, ran, three X. It ha-
2: ran nine characters, I think? Is that all? Yes. Yeah, so three Vipers, three Doubting Scepters, three Ashmark Knights, the yep. shitty non-unique chuds, yep. the Drew cards?
1: <laughs> Not oh, even the
2: Janos slint. Yeah. Um, yeah. So double, double bluffed. For those who aren't aware, double bluff is the first edition version of Trial by Combat. Uh, but you can change your, you can change the type of claim to any type of claim during any challenge. Uh, yeah, but not even not that. It's
1: because it's first edition. It's worded in a silly way. So it, in most of the time, it was effectively claim replacement, but it also wasn't, it said you may change the effect of winning that challenge to the effect of winning any other challenge, which meant you could trigger reactions to winning a military challenge after you won what was started as an intrigue challenge for example, but also you could do it on defence, so if they were making a military challenge including your viper, um, you could turn it into a, like a power challenge when you had no power in your house or whatever um, it was a silly, silly card, but because it cost influence and 2 gold, which was a lot for an event in 1st edition uh, nobody ran it, except in Jake.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's fine nice to the Hollow Hill because you have the two influence at all times and you don't use it exactly. for anything else in that deck. The big spiral of the first uh, edition that.
1: jacket. I feel like more better, yeah.
2: Yes, we must, we must stray away from that as much as possible. Um, so, moving swiftly on to second edition, and the fact that we went to the Dockside Brothel Days, which is the Road to Starlink event for uh, the Netherlands. If you win it, you go on to. Get free, uh, free entrance and accommodation at Starlek. You get a buy there, and everybody loves you. Um, so,
1: and all these things are now true with fucking Sobi.
2: Exactly, exactly. We love Soby. He's a popular lad in the community at the moment, and um, we'll leave it there. But he won it with Barrow Fealty. Uh, so I guess I'll, uh, I'll give you a quick rundown of my deck and uh, how my day went, and then we can talk about yours, which was a bit off the wall. Um. Because Craven couldn't make it because of the passport drama, I took Lannister Wolf, which is basically a Lannister good stuff deck, plus Fast Eddie and Bran. And Arya and Sansa, which is just it's just good. The um the main uh, odd part about the deck was that we weren't running Tears of Lease. We only ran Put to the Sword. Uh simply because there's so much Lannister and Martell in the meta at the moment that you can't always guarantee hitting anything decent with Tears of Lease. Uh, whereas Put to the Sword, once you've got Arya and Eddie, is really, really easy to get through. Yep. Um, And I didn't miss it all day, so that was good. Uh, There was a bit of drama as to what we would use for our seventh plot. Uh, Craven had it as filthy accusations. We considered putting Navel in. Uh, In the end, I sent the list to Johnny Wright from SoCal, and he suggested more economy, so I went for the boring option of a second noble cause. Um, I didn't need it, so Navel would have probably been a good shout. Or or um, filthy accusations would definitely have been useful at times, uh, but in the end there was that seventh uh, seventh plot which was a bit flex. Um, Craven posted the list last week, so I will find the uh, find the link and post it in the comments if you want to have a quick look. Uh, I ended up going three three in the first round. I played Rowan, uh, and we'll talk talk about that a bit later, I guess. Um, yep. In the second round, uh, I played a Stark deck uh which I won uh Tom Beskers was playing it. I won it because he we both miscounted the amount of strength on a military challenge. I forgot he had Winterfell. And then uh he forgot he had Winterfell. So I, I made the made the challenge thinking, Oh it'll be fine and that as soon as I declared it, I was like, Oh I don't have enough strength to put to the sword and then he thought, Oh I can't block this because I don't have enough strength so I will just not block it at all. I was like, Okay, I can put to the sword. Lovely. Um And it was also fun because my final hand was three treacheries. So I got a treachery of Winterfell and a Bran in one turn to uh ensure that Fast Eddie could get the fifteenth power. Um During the two those two games I made a grand total of two challenges that were not military challenges. <laughs> I they would yeah, I made a one power against you and one power against uh Tom, I think. The rest was just aggro off the charts. Put to the sword, everything, and claim power for Renown. Lovely, lovely. Which was fun. Uh, I then got battered by a uh, Martel Lion, which murdered, uh, murdered my Tywin very early. Um, I played Caitlyn, who was playing Martell Crossing. Uh, she top-decked a Gaston Grey at a very, very vital time. Uh, to stop Eddie basically doing anything. And in the end, it, she won dominance to claim her 15th power, whilst I had 14 power. And she claimed it by having 15 total strength to my 14. So uh, that was pretty brutal. Pretty close. Uh, I then got battered by a um, a, Ly- a, a Lannister dragon, which had uh, a perfect storm of the start of Duke Tywin, Duke Delirio, turn one, then drop Mirri turn two. I was like, great, this is going to be a uh, a tough one. And it was. I could only stand in the miry Tide for so long before she started to pick off my renowned characters. Still got to a decent amount of power, but just couldn't seal it. Uh, and then I played a uh, Night's Watch Kraken deck, which we've both played obviously before, um, with the Varys and the low cost curve. It still seems to have legs, but uh, basically I-, I played around March to the Wall pretty well, always keeping Claim Soak on the board so you can get anything decent, Uh, and when I dropped um, First Snow of Winter turn 6, I think, once I got some good characters set up, uh, that was just it, I was able to take control from there and there wasn't much he could do, Uh, but it was fun, Um, the whole weekend was brilliant. I had a great time. Uh, the Dutch have been very inviting. I know this is a bit of a whistle-stop tour through the tournament report, but it was a bit bit more detailed last time, but uh, that's gone now. Uh, the polls convinced me to go to Amsterdam on the Saturday, which was a terrible, terrible thing, because I got home at 6am. Uh, and I skipped the mellow. Um, but as a last... Uh, yeah, I know. As a final, uh, final point, uh, on the way home, Wedge, Fiona and I all got our bags scanned by security like a couple of times I'm like
0: oh god
2: they're going to deck check us they're going to deck check us it's like they could sense the Martel cards in my bag and they are just like mm, should we let him through cards but they're only second edition Martel cards so they're not a threat to national security so it's fine Um yeah. go on then Rowan what did you think of Dockside?
1: well uh, I had a wonderful time it was great I didn't make it last year so it was really nice to go this time when we got there got to Leiden we just spent all day on Friday sitting in blistering, beautiful sunshine, drinking beer with lovely people. It was just a wonderful getting day. Getting sunburned. Yeah, slightly. At <laughs> one
2: point, I had to, I had to move to a different seat on the other side of the table because my face started to hurt because of the sun. I was like, yeah. my, my cheek hurts. I think I'm burning, and uh, I'm definitely still peeling. So that's fun.
1: Nice. Um, yeah, it was it was really uh, wonderful, and I I had just um, effectively finished my degree about three days prior, so it was really nice to have a holiday. <laughs> but yeah, there was drinking and card gaming. My Joust deck was... Um, I, I've realised that a lot of my second edition decks that I build are just trying to be first edition decks. Um, so it was like a kind of mid-to-low-curve reset deck with Varus, Bratheon, um, Banner to the Sun... Uh, 3 Mel, 3 Nymeria for soft control, um, 3 Seen in Flames, 3 Viper eyes for hand control, and 3 Varus uh-huh, to try and keep the board in control. But it ended up being like too reliant on Varus so I lost a lot of games when somebody had a counter to Varus. Mm-hmm. I think in our game you had a treachery for my Varus if I'm remembering right?
2: Uh, I had to put the sword.
1: Oh, put the sword, that was it. Yeah, that was sad. Um, I think the the deck style is quite. It's not the kind of thing a lot of people in second edition are playing, and it could take people by surprise. But it's not consistent enough yet because it relies so heavily on Varus. When we get Valor, I think it's a kind of deck that people have to watch out for. The reset control deck, old school. Um, but I don't remember my Jazz games that well, and I'd rather talk about Melee because there was some top bad team Melee. You missed it. It was it was wicked. Go for it. My uh, I think it's worth pointing is... out
2: that uh, during, during our game, uh, Mel got marched to the wall twice.
1: Oh, she did. I think I
2: marched her turn two. You used rebuilding to put all three copies back into your deck, and then were forced to march her again on turn seven when you flipped March.
1: Yeah, um, I think ready. I played five copies of Mel in that game. Uh, <laughs> rebuilding is funny, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I, I finished two four in the joust, so I didn't do very well. Um, the decks i beat beat one night's watch because varus beats night's watch who knew um so yeah uh but in melee my melee deck since the corset has been martell to the rose um because there's so many silly silly things you can do with Ariane in that deck uh and you can do a lot of just shooting up in power with a small board elena's informant is obviously excellent And just lots of little things like the Street of Sisters and the Odd Superior Claim, and you just pick up bits of power and then you drop brandy or flowers and clothes is the idea. It's pretty good, and I've tweaked it to run First Snow of Winter, which is always fun. Oh, and you get Arya Hotar too, who's so funny in melee. So (laughs) funny. But yeah, it's got that kind of really great melee feeling which I love, Of you're sitting there on maybe turn two, with your heart going, trying to keep a straight face because you know that the wind is within your grasp and nobody has seen it yet. <laughs> and you're going, don't see it, don't see it, don't see it. <laughs> and then, if they don't see it, you are in, which is lovely. Um, but, um, just to share a quick story, because it was highly amusing. Um, in the airport, while we were waiting for you on the Friday morning, Dave, uh, Ian Pollard and I built him a mellow deck. And um, which was based around the uh, Cersei Lannister Master of Whispers trial by combat jank Um, and for those that don't know, yes that does mean that you can resolve plus one military claim against every one of your opponents um, at once in melee, which is really funny Uh, we built this deck expecting it to be very inconsistent Uh, then I was paired with Ian in the first round and he fucking wrecked us (laughs) it was (laughs) yeah, he got the combo up and he did it on a first turn so he killed um, off my board he killed Randall and the Knight of Flowers uh, which was my whole board so I had no board off of Wedge's board across from me he killed uh, Ariane Martel and a Chud I think and off of I think it was Tom the third player he killed uh, another Randall and another Knight of Flowers uh, wow. this is one challenge um uh, and then yeah, and then wedge won because yeah, because his Gregor Clegane pulled a ballon off of Tom's deck and killed uh, Ian's Jamie with three power on it. So that was a beautiful, beautiful game. Even though I lost absolutely horribly. Bale, um, Gregor is but and then in my next game, I played with um, Ben from Ireland, uh, George from Reading and Don from the Netherlands, and had that kind of thing of just picking up a few power and they didn't think I could win. And then there was a turn where I was going for it when it looked like from what I had on the board I really shouldn't be able to win. And they figured out that I must have Aria Hotar to pursue the last challenge. Um, so when I put my power challenge at Ben, he blocked with all his characters. Um, and I dropped in Hotar. Um, removed his biggest character to win the challenge but couldn't win it by 5 because he was worried I'd have a superior claim um, so they calculated it all perfectly it was really nice, I was at f- 14 uh, my only character left as a standing Hodor, Hodor? sorry, Hotar um, and then I just made the unopposed military challenge with Hotar because he'd kneeled his board to block the power challenge the <laughs> power. it was really fun <laughs> um <laughs> so yeah in, in in summary melee is still amazing fun and you should play it if you don't already
0: I don't think I trust melee I still don't think I do and I still don't think I'm going to end up playing a style leg though saying that it is always the first event so maybe I will this year maybe this will be the year that we I think to be honest Dave as I'm probably not going to win the Joust tournament it may be worth me actually doing some kind of training for the melee and by training for the melee I mean playing it at least once before I go. Like that's I'm about sure as much... Because I know I'm not going to convince anyone to play more than one game of melee, especially with us, because we're going to basically sit there. Admittedly, though, there are four of us now, so play- practising for melee or doing a little bit of kind of like going right deck testing is going to be a little bit easier in Brigstock.
2: Yeah, well, secondary but David's I never played melee, so he will need to have at least one practice game before Starlight. If only to teach him how titles work.
0: That's so pretty much. At least well, there Tamez you go then. Played, uh, I'll just come along to that, and we'll just train. We'll do like a montage. <laughs>
2: oh yeah, we could, do a montage. That's fine. No that
0: could too. be a feature. We could all go into training before Starlac. I'll get Craven to do pull-ups or something, and just like put my face on his face. <laughs> if that makes sense.
1: Yeah.
0: Because I know I can't uh, do like, that. So and like we'll do like skipping and full-on mon- Rocky Star montage. You know. <laughs> to train Da-da. us for this shit Da-da. exactly I'll run Da-da. up some steps I won't run down but I'll run up them <laughs> do something fancy we'll make okay. it nice Sh- sure
2: ok um, so some parting comments for Dockside for me uh, it was cool to meet uh, Ben the Irish guy i hadn't met him before and he's been very active on the uh, on the forums and on Facebook uh, and he gave me the the best new discovery award in his award ceremony he did after after uh, Starlack. Uh, after Dockside. Because apparently he didn't know who I was, which I find a bit offensive. Um, which is interesting. Uh, it was great that Don forbade intentional draws before the beginning of the joust. Yeah. Uh, as Dockside is not an official FFG event, you can run it however you like. So that was great. Uh, it did unfortunately mean that Sobe and Kostas couldn't... Uh, Couldn't draw in the final, which was a shame because they did want to. Um, It was great that four sort of Brits made the top eight. Evan and Costas being foreigners living in Scotland, plus Caitlin and Wedge. So that was pretty awesome. Um, And there was something else. Oh, we went for tapas on Friday.
0: I have never eaten tapas and I do not intend to try it.
2: Tapas is really good because it's basically just little dishes. Uh, But you only order the ones that have meat in them. Like and that are just meat. So it's like, Oh, I'll have some ribs. Oh, I'll have some chicken wrapped in bacon and I guess we'll have some bread. But it was unlimited tapas. What? All you can eat. So uh as Okay, I'm interested. So tapas is as... just
0: So tapas is like human food. So
2: tapas it's it's small dishes. No. And you order you're supposed to order like, you know, six or seven between you and then you'll order some more and you order all different things and share them. Uh and they normally charge you by the dish, but in this case, it was all you can eat. And any dishes that still had food on them at the end, uh-huh. they'll charge you extra for. So as long I as you make like it, it, you can have as much as you want. Uh, and it was really good, as Rowan pointed out on the day. It really, um, it really helps with the, com- the flow of conversation because you're constantly you have tiny sharing dishes. food and and you know there's breaks between rounds and uh, you're deciding what to order next. And unlike a normal sit down meal where you might have you know 20 minutes of conversation, a bit of moaning about the food not being there, and uh, and then 20 minutes of silence. It's, it was really good. <laughs> so that was a really great idea. Nice one, Dutchies. Uh, and then we so there you go, top tip to from Dave. And, uh, and get drunk.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. That was a top tip from you. Bamford's top tip yes. of the week. Struggling for conversation? Have a tapas.
2: Have a tapas. Cheeky tapas for the lads. Yeah. And there was <laughs> Cheeky the... Oh, tapas. Yeah. And the last point, the last point from Docside was uh, a couple of months ago. We did listeners' questions, and a uh, Polish guy, Tomek, asked a question, and I mispronounced his name, uh, <sighs> which was which was sad. Uh, but he, he taught me how to teach to how to say his name at Docside, and it is spelled right. I think G Z I K. How would you how would you say that? Here? Right. G Z I K. No, Greg. No, no, it's I've not no idea. <laughs> it's pronounced <laughs> Ziku. Uh, yeah, so I wouldn't have guessed that, because I'd expect you
0: me... to be at the end.
2: You would you would expect that, but this is Poland, you know, we, we try not to judge. Um So I wrote it on my hand, so I wouldn't forget, and by the end of the first night, I just about got it. But it did mean that at random times during the weekend, a Polish man would come up to me and just shout, say my name! And then I would shout his name. So that's fun. <laughs> Uh yeah, I think that's just about it for docside. Have you got anything else to uh add, other than it was awesome and everyone should come and play next year?
1: Um, well, those things, but also uh a shout out to Bambi and Connie. Um Bambi my uh erstwhile and much missed Meta mate from Norwich who moved to the uh the Netherlands for love. Um for love and honour. And uh I got to stay with Bambi and Connie for the week after the tournament and I had a wonderful, lovely time. It, it was glorious. Um, in lovely Nijmegen, which I learned to pronounce sort of after much tribulation. Um, yeah. Seeing Bambi and, uh,
2: speak Dutch it was pretty terrifying.
1: It was funny, wasn't it? Like at one point, can Bambi speak Dutch someone turned to,
2: uh, uh, He can speak a bit of Dutch. Like At one point, he just turned to someone and started speaking Dutch. And I was like, ah! what <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. fair play uh okay should we move on to our true steel review
1: what's our what's our okay. rating scale are we doing bollocks dogs bollocks are we doing a through f what's going on
2: should, should we go should we go back to the to our original uh our original rating system from our very first episode uh
0: so bollocks, well, not bollocks. Day, dogs bollocks.
2: It's it's bollocks or dogs bollocks. And for those who aren't from the UK, bollocks are your testicles, and that means bad. Whereas what? dogs bollocks means good. There you go. Because they're slang for you ahead of uh, ahead of Craven's dictionary, which he will be releasing, but he hasn't done yet. I am excited um, for this.
0: Let's, let's <laughs> um, I, I've in.
2: written my entries for it. He asked me for some entries. They, they were written months ago. Uh, so while he's not here, i will oh, flag okay. him up, sort it out, Craven. <laughs> 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 um, uh, yeah, I re-listened to our first episode a couple of weeks ago because uh, I was bored and fancied some ma- masochism. But um, at the very right at the beginning, Craven introduces us and he says. We're not going to tell you how to get to Worlds. We're not going to have anyone who's won a World Championship and has a card design on. Uh,
1: <laughs> but
2: yeah, it's changed Whoops. apparently. <laughs> Been to Worlds, had like four four champions on. <laughs> there you go. We've, we've lost our way. We've gone mainstream. It's awful.
0: But God damn it, man, we sold out. Peel, would you Yo. like to
2: start us off with the first card?
0: I would, then, you again, know why.
2: We will be doing it in illustrator order. Which illustrator is convenient, order, really, fun
0: because this is the first card. Well, I kind of want it to be the last card, though, because it's obviously the best one we're ever going to review. Um, I clearly don't uh, care about the rest of them. I don't so, think you've um, got
2: them in the right order, Peel. You haven't I think got I them have. in the
0: right
2: order. No, oh. you don't.
0: The first card should be oh, sitting in paint. I was about to... <laughs> I, I was about to blow that uh, <laughs> wide open with the big spoiler of of the year and just be all excited about it and then I realised that I had indeed put them in Illustrator order. Um, so, are we doing ascending, descending?
1: Ascending. Do ascending.
0: ascending. Alrighty then. So, the first one we have is not the best one. uh Vact, fuck him. It's Cyril and Payne. Uh, he costs six. He's got four strength. He's a Lannister man, but he's not loyal. He's also got the knight strength. He's got a marshalling action of Neil, Sir Ellen Payne, to choose and kill a character with printed three costs or lower. And then they've got a, a lovely little bit of text here, which uh, I'll read out to you because it's a nice little quote. Every time she looked at Sir Ellen Payne, she shivered. He made her feel as though something dead was slithering on her naked skin.
2: Ooh, that is
0: good. So what icons right. has he got? Oh, <laughs> it's got uh, an Intrigue and a Power. Oh. Intrigue and, and the a illustrator? Power, Dave. The Illustrator is a Mr. Alexander Kirks. Cool.
2: There we go, sorted. So what do you reckon,
0: Bill? What's he like? I think he's alright. I mean, he's not as good as some other cards that are coming up. But I mean, he's alright. But for him now, I'm just going to give him a casual rating of yeah. That's my rating for yeah, him, Dave. Just so you're aware.
2: Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of difficult to rate cards like this on a on a bollocks or dogs bollocks scale. When he's not really it is because he's, not... he? he's, he's not. But he's
0: but he's not bollocks, Dave. I w- I wouldn't say he's you know down there with the bollocks. I'd say he's definitely well, like halfway think... up. He's like belly button. He's the belly button of this situation.
2: He's... He's the belly button. Okay. He's the belly I think, button. I think we've got to be we've got to be firm. We've got to give him a rating, one of the two. I think he's too expensive for someone who's going to stay knelt. Mm. But he is useful to take out claim soak, and Lannister could afford it. So, is this another Op Lannister card? Are they the best house? Are they going to be the best house? I wouldn't forever? say he's another Op. Cyril
0: um.
1: No,
2: he's not worth restricting.
1: He's <laughs> Uh Yeah, I think he's maybe the hardest card to judge in the pack. Um, if he sees play, he warps the meta quite a lot because it becomes that much more difficult to run your low-cost uniques in multiple. So your Brand Starks, your Marjorie Tyrrells, etc. Um, but I just don't know if he sees play. To be honest, it's tough. But I'm gonna I'm gonna play it safe and go with the dog's bollocks. I think potentially good enough.
2: Okay. I'm I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to say he's bollocks. Just bollocks. Because <laughs> uh I th- I think he's too expensive. I I probably wouldn't bother playing him. Uh certainly until other people have proven his worth to me. Six cost character that doesn't do anything. Just stays now. Mm. But, right, but he kills shit characters.
1: every time. But
2: he does kill shit, yeah. But
1: uh And he yeah, kills, I don't know. He kills good hard shit. Style.
2: but I mean he's a reprint of other Illum Pains and they didn't see play
1: if there's one thing I've learned from second edition it's that any card that you would have thought would never see play in first edition will be amazing um, okay. see for well, example it's Gregor Cookman yeah he's the dog's bollocks
2: okay well you've convinced me Ryan he's dog's bollocks what about you Piel do you like him
0: Impartial Dave at best, to be perfectly honest. Uh, he's not... Like you said, he's very expensive for what he does. He's alright, but at the same time, he would be quite amusing just to have on the table and just go, eh, kill it, kill it, kill it. And for getting rid of Chuds, bit of murder tech in Lannister, only really going to help him out a little bit. It's not going to make them fantastic, so, but... Lannister, six gold. That's like tuppence to them. That's like what you throw mm. at homeless people in the street. Mm. Or, well, not homeless people. You that's can beat harsh. Birds, I don't if you a quick. T- but...
2: You if could... you had Tuppence, would you rather feed the birds or would you rather buy Cyril and Payne? Because it's only Tuppence a bag.
0: You see, tuppence, tuppence, feeding tuppence. the birds, if they weren't pigeons, would give me much more joy. Because um, mm-hmm. imagine like having a swarm of ducks. Well, yeah, and I wouldn't want to feed pigeons because that's you know technically not allowed, um, really. But allowed? feeding a... a Feeding well, you're not meant to feed pigeons, Dave, because it encourages pests. It's the same with um, it's it's the same with feeding seagulls. You're not really meant to feed them, uh, because you know they're I'll not. Bear that in mind, huh? I will pair that in
2: it's, mind it's, when like... I'm going
0: to see them. Well, just just be aware of that, Dave. You know, don't feed seagulls. You could incur a fine. I'm not sure how strictly they prosecute it, but I know a while ago there was a kind of you know little mention of it, like oh shit, you know, we've got a problem with seagulls. Probably should stop people feeding them. Maybe just give them a warning if they're caught doing it. So, for future reference, guys, don't feed seagulls. It's fucking wrong. They're a pest, and, you know, they're coming further and further inland because people are feeding them. That's all I'm saying. You know, night out, seagulls have got themselves a feast. How many kebabs are dropped on an average night out in the UK, Dave? In in any major city, Dave, oh, a how lot. many kebabs are dropped on the floor? 7.8. 7.8, of uh... fuck off. Per street.
2: <laughs>
1: but that's more like it. Yeah, that's
0: more like yeah. it. <laughs> per you 100 seen kebabs, on Dave. Tuesday
2: morning, Peele.
0: I know, it was a Lester shambles, on wasn't it? morning.
2: Mess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All these football fans coming into Leicester, not even supporting Leicester, just dropping their kebabs everywhere.
0: Hey, hey. No, yeah, that's I'm true. Sure. Most of <laughs> them probably didn't support Leicester. But still. You know, yeah. at least they've okay, supported, so, and, you know.
2: So you're going for the middle of the line, uh, rating, which apparently is belly button.
0: I'm going for the you know average. You're not really sure. S- feeding seagulls would rather feed seagulls. You know they can't live off kebabs; they're unhealthy. I think okay, was what we so came to So you would the rather perimeter. feed the birds than play surreal and pain. I would rather feed Which is... no specifically some ducks. <laughs> I'd rather feed some ducks than, than In fact, actually, you know what? I'd rather do a lot of things. I would rather feed seagulls than place it in pain because at least that would give me a little bit of gratification. Okay.
1: Sure. One more thing about one more thing about Ilan on the art front. His eyebrows are definitely mismatched, don't you think? Oh, really? He's got one. His, his um, left eyebrow is very yeah. angry, and his right eyebrow is entirely passive.
0: I can't even. Oh, yeah. I can't zoom in that much. Quick, turn the brightness up. <laughs> oh, I can't see them. He's just kind of. Uh, <laughs> I can't he's see to do the people's eyebrows, but it's
2: not really working.
0: He can't do he the people's eyebrow. He's surreal in pain. <laughs> he can't smell what the <laughs> not rocks the rock. Sir Dwayne Johnson, knight. Sir, Sir Dwayne of the Johnsons. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Okay, so uh, next card. Do you want to take that, Rowan?
1: Sure thing. I'm excited about this card. Um, It is Forgotten Plans, uh, which is a plot card, neutral, um, four gold, two initiative, one claim, scheme traded, six reserve, and plot deck limit of one. And the text is, while it is not the plot phase, treat the text box on each revealed non-scheme plot card as if it were blank except for traits. This is wonderful. I really like it. It counts as first snow, like nothing else. Um, but only if you play it at the right time. So let the mind games begin, folks.
2: I loved uh, I Plans also, the first edition. It was one of those. Oh,
1: gone uh, Just it also hits noble cause, which is kind of relevant because everybody and their mother plays that card. Yep. Uh,
2: worth. Bearing in mind that it doesn't hit calm over Westeros, I'm sure somebody will uh, get confused there. That's one reveal. Um, I love Forgotten Hands of first edition. It was one of those plots where, if you needed a seventh plot, it was like you can't go wrong with it. It's just good in in almost every deck, um, and it is a it is a card that requires luck or skill, which I like. Yeah. You can always go yeah, by the, I'm a uh, very big fan of Bambi. <laughs> Better lucky than good, and it will still go for you.
1: It's, it's a great card. I think it will see. I think you put it in almost every wall deck to counter first snow. A lot of Stark yeah. decks to counter first snow. Probably some. There's some like Martel Tyrell decks that don't like first snow either. They can play it. Um, and it just it just changes the way the, like. Uh, how plots are played at the high level of the game for as long as it's legal, which is just wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Lots of mind games. I really uh, like it.
2: For, for reference, it doesn't blank A Game of Thrones, other copies of Forgotten Plans, Power Behind the Throne, Sneak Attack, The Long Plan, and I think Wardens of the West is also a scheme. Wardens of uh, the West
1: and... Um, Game of Thrones?
2: I said Game of Thrones.
1: Did you? Sorry, oh, yes, yeah. that?
2: That's alright. Uh, yeah, so there are a fair amount of decent passive effects, which it doesn't hit, which is a real shame. Uh, it also does doesn't addition, it sneak hit sneak attack, it hit everything.
1: which is also a shame, because that would be really funny.
2: <laughs> it's funny for the player that isn't playing Gone Blonde, yeah.
1: Yeah, but but it does hit marching orders, which is the funniest interaction. Um, and <laughs> Now they can uh-huh. do whatever they like with their nine gold from the plot that they shouldn't be playing anyway. Oh, and also it's funny yeah. that it, it blacks naval superiority, even though that achieves nothing at all because naval superiority doesn't hit it.
2: <laughs> but in melee. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, hitting a first edition blockade with forgotten plans was always sad so uh-huh, as
1: well. Yeah. So yeah, um, it's the dog's bollocks for me.
2: I
0: agree, it's the dog's bollocks. Peel. It is a lovely, lovely, lovely universal plot. And yeah, you're right, Dave, you do always put it in just for you know an extra if you need that one car and you're like, oh what do I put in? I've forgotten plans. Just in case. You can't go you know, wrong with it. it can it's, you? It's, that's what I mean. There's nothing bad about it. It's not gonna rock your world. It's not um you know, it it's not Justin Timberlake's performance at Eurovision, but it's definitely a good kind of solid kind of level
2: so the next card is Butter Bumps a 2 for 2 intrigue icon, Tyrell loyal fool, insight after you lose a challenge in which Butter Bumps is participating discard one card at random from your hand and the artwork is by Christine Midzook. Uh he's exactly the same as uh, the other guy moon boy but he's Tyrell and he's got a different icon Will we see the military fool? Who knows? Um, Yeah, he's the dog's bollocks, I guess. He's not as good as Moonboy um, because it's way easier to win power challenges in Barrow than it is to win intrigue challenges in Tyrell. Not that it's difficult. Um, But yeah, he's really good. Dog's bollocks.
1: Yeah, I I think he's the dog's bollocks. Um, The way you know he's the dog's bollocks, didn't the Black Eyed Peas write a song about this guy? um how's it go what is it Man my
0: lovely bird of bumps check That's it easy. out there we go i will double check the lyrics
2: uh <laughs> josh has actually uh named his deck for c that. matt so i'm glad that you made the same reference
1: wonderful that was completely coincidence
2: <laughs> yeah great minds good the, the two best junk builders in the uk making wonderful deck titles based around uh Terrible pop songs. Fun fact,
0: if you uh, if you Google Butter Bumps, um, he actually comes up with... Uh, the first thing you get is on a wiki of Ice of Fire, and it's art by Joel Mika Harris, pulling the pose that... Uh, what was the hooker that was in... Um, Black Eyed Peas called? Fergie! Um what could did you say yeah she used that's how she got into the band she used to sleep with the band no seriously dude like genuinely that is how she got into the band I'm not just saying that because I'm cruel and insensitive that is legitimately how she got in there okay um sure this is when I find out she's a massive fan and you know was going to come to Starlack but oh well shit happens um yeah butter bumps, there and there yeah. is a, a picture there is there is a drawing of butter bumps doing the pose of that song
1: it's no. good. I also enjoy the, the first line of the Wiki and I of Fire article and in fact the only line of the introduction to that article reads as follows. Butterbumps is the fooling gesture of House Tyrell. He is immensely fat. He can fart at will. That's it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes. That is good to
2: know. Do you like Butterbumps then, Peel?
0: I'm quite keen on him to be honest, Dave. Um, I don't think he's a dog bollocks because, you know, I didn't think Moonboy was very good either. Um, I would say he is a solid f- um, four out of seven.
2: Well, we're not rating out of seven. Piers. Well, I'm we've sorry, got three. Dave. we've got we've got just bollocks. <laughs> we've got belly button slash. I'd rather feed the birds,
0: <laughs> and then we've got. Dog bollocks. Uh, all right, then <laughs> Dave. Fine, I'd rather. All right, then Dave. I'd rather feed the birds.
2: <laughs> okay, so he's just all right. You'd rather feed the birds. <laughs>
0: I would rather feed the birds. The next one we've got I is like a our
2: rating system evolves.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the next one we also have... In
2: the course of a review.
0: <laughs> yeah, what do you think? Well, he's either bollocks, uh, the dog's bollocks, oh, we'd rather feed the birds. Um, not quite <laughs> sure. Next one is Funeral Prey. Pyre. Funeral Pyre. <laughs> pyre. I said Pyre. I said pry first, admittedly. Um... Or pray. I don't even know what the hell I was saying. Funeral pyre. Reaction. After a lord or lady is killed, kneel your faction card to draw three cards. Uh, It's an event. It's Targaryen. It doesn't cost anything. So, you know, it it might be worth it. If you're running lots of lords and ladies. Um, Dave, do you run lots of lords and ladies in a uh, Targaryen deck?
2: Uh, Yes. I run Cauldron. Then play this card. Danny. And so having a couple and of the comp- so so
0: there you go then. If you would like some draw kills, and you suck on my a sec. Yeah,
2: there's some lag there I think. Um, yeah. More importantly in Targaryen, there's lots of lovely targeted kill. Yes. And extra military challenges and all that.
0: And imagine so you all, just all that draw. A
2: lovely, uh, lovely thing. Draw some more cards. Draw some more Draconis. Yes. Lovely.
0: Rowan do you often play lords and ladies when, when you play with Targaryens
1: well I mean the fun thing about this card is I don't even have to I just have to kill my opponent's lords and ladies
0: a- exactly
1: So, yeah.
0: which I didn't realise when I first mentioned it but if you did run lords and ladies
1: a bit of draw well the lord that this works particularly well with is Viserys right because he's cheap as all hell um, and he burns very easily so you know you flip Blood of the Dragon, bye bye versus I'll draw three cards. Thank you very much. And you get to discard yeah. an attachment on the way. Yeah, that's yeah. wicked. That's
0: lovely, that's lovely, fantastic
1: dubs. tech. Yeah. There
0: we go. So the only, the only problem
1: with it is it requires a faction card Neil. and Targ's other best source of card advantage is Shadow Black Lane, which also requires a faction card Neil, Um because they play so many good that's events. Daenerys. She's good. Yeah, she's alright, but she's Comboi. I mean, I like Comboi, but she's less consistent.
2: She's not consistent either way. For
1: you. No. <laughs> either not as way, Not uh
2: as bleed siege.
1: Yeah, obviously not. <laughs> um either way, it's now official that Martel has the worst draw, which is sad. But there you go. Martel has the most draw. The worst, the worst draw. Oh,
2: right, yeah
0: that's right Martel. get used to being down there in the gutter either way funeral pyre I would say this is actually my first dog's bollocks because I quite like this card Yeah. I mean it is it is a loyal Targaryen card that is the only thing which means I would have to play Targaryen so that it, I mean it definitely drops points there um, because I'd have to play Targaryen um, but oh wait no actually I don't like it I'd rather feed the birds <laughs> I don't want to play Targaryen.
2: <laughs> no no no. If it's bad, it's bollocks. But you're getting confused. But it's not bad. Bollocks in feed the in the birds, in the essence of Dog's bollocks.
0: In the grand scheme of life, Dave, this is actually good. In the sense that I will never play Targaryen because I never really got on with them that well. Actually, no, that's a lie. You made a Targaryen deck that I friggin' loved. Um yeah, exactly. Because it was entertaining as hell. So, yeah. I You know what? Sod it up. No, dog's bollocks. I like it. I'm having it. That will go in every Targaryen <laughs> deck I build for shits and gigs. Because, why the hell not? It's free, I and I get some dogs, cards.
1: Yeah, so do I. That's Shall easy. we take the next one?
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. It's different. Cool. So this is Tyene Sand. Uh, drawn very nicely by... Trizenka Kimple. Um, yeah, very good art. Um, she's a six cost, unique Martel loyal character. She's got three strength, intrigue, and power icons. She has the bastard and sand snake traits. And she has a l- lengthily worded reaction. Um, after you win an entry challenge in which she's participating as an attacker, place a poison token on a character without an intrigue icon. At the end of the phase of that character, still has that poison token. Remove it and kill that character. Uh, text which you may remember from such cards as Tears of Lease. Um, and she is terrifying. Which is excellent, because Martel cards should always be terrifying.
2: All of them, at all times.
1: Yeah, it's now got to the point yeah, again where it. it's got to the point again where I can sit down with a Martel house card across from my opponent and they are already scared. Um, which is just <laughs> wonderful.
2: Yeah, they had, you had six months off to let the new players get used to the mechanics. And then it's like, right, here we go. Pain. Love it. Um, I, th- I think the best thing about it is that uh, the poison token does not have to go on a character controlled by the defending player.
1: Oh. In melee, you can oh, kill any God.
2: character on the board without an injury guide. Um I didn't even and know if this, you really want, you can, kill, you can kill your own Quentin as well.
0: Yeah. Which is cool. Just for shits and gigs.
1: That is wonderful. Although yeah I don't know how the end of phase timing works, but never mind. I'm not gonna go into that now. Well
2: it's an interrupt to him dying, so it should still be okay, right?
1: I I think so. There was something weird about this written somewhere, but fuck it, we don't care.
2: No. I think it would work. But uh we'll ignore that. Anyway, you can you can kill your own stuff if that, if that floats your boat. Um yeah, she's she's awesome. The fact that you can uh, it's not claim replacement, so you still get your normal claim. You can still use normal tiers of Lise. Uh plus you've got all the Icon shenanigans to actually get it through, it's just, she's just brilliant. I'm very excited to play her, and she'll probably be in my deck this weekend. She is the dog's bollocks.
1: Yeah, um, the only problem is she dies so easily to burn, which is really sad. Yeah. I'd be really afraid of running three copies as good as she is because if you come up, come up against Targ she's hitting the dead pile real fast
2: yeah but they don't have that much burn at the moment like, yeah but Paris they're going to save uh, the time yeah eh, true but I think uh, you can easily run two and it's worth the risk she's so powerful
1: yeah, yeah she's definitely the dog spotless
2: what
0: do you think, Peel? Are you scared? I'm not scared, Dave. I've learned not to fear Martel, but to just accept it. And then have a little <laughs> gentle weep afterwards in the toilets. <laughs> See, it's, it's fine. Answer, like, you know, it's, it's, it's not as bad as it was last year or the year before that. So, you know, we'll give you this one. But, to be honest, Lannister is still better.
2: As, yeah, as long as, you know, no matter what happens, at least it's not burning on the sands. So it's fine. Uh, okay, Rowan, would you like to uh, give us your thoughts on the two Greyjoy cards which we already discussed? Wait, don't don't bother reading them out, just uh, any quick thoughts that we um, may have
1: missed? Dagmar is, Dagmar is bad. I don't usually say that cards are straightforwardly bad, but he's straightforwardly worse than the, than the competition which is your arm. In every way um, so unless we get some really good captain tech he's probably never going to see play which is unfortunate there you go um, the, the attachment uh, is really interesting I like it uh, it's the tears of least interaction is silly but let's not get into that um, it's nice particularly on uh, to keep Asher alive against target on again. uh, and yeah, it just seems like, I don't know how easy it will be to fit in a deck, but I'm going to do some work for you when you do.
2: So the next card we haven't discussed is Ward, which is a four cost Stark attachment with the condition keyword. It is not loyal, and it is terminal. It says, take control of attached character. Attached character gains the Stark affiliation, and it is the dog's bollocks. It's... It's just it. People be wary of stacking your Theon with power, because he's gonna get nicked. I think this is um, a three uh, X in pretty much every Stark or Banner Wolf deck at the moment. If um, yeah, it's gonna it's have to the, be yeah. So you steal a character. If they military you, you've got free claim soak. If they are gonna flip confiscation next turn, don't worry about it. Just flip march to the wall or fallen from favor, and just sacrifice or march that character. Like, no problem. And the fact that they're getting the Stark affiliation gives you all that wonderful synergy where you can sacrifice them with Jon Snow and give, um... give Catelyn a power and all that and stand your characters after they go, that kind of thing. It's just, uh... It's just a brilliant yeah. card and utterly terrifying.
1: It is good, but there aren't that many good targets for it in the pool just yet. Um... The vast majority of characters of cost two or less are not worth taking except for Claim Soak which is a bit... playing four for that is a bit much. And most of the four are cost uh, with no attachments.
2: True. There are a fair few of Stark cards at less than four cost that are possibly worth taking. Arya, Sansa, <laughs> Brown are all solid targets. Um, even if you don't get a massive return on your investment.
1: Yeah, but you can't do that. If you already control them, which is quite likely with you know, Bran and Caitlyn, which are three X on the start deck.
2: True, true. Um but then there's uh there's Theon, Davos, Cersei, all of those cards see, you know, like a reasonable amount of play.
1: Yeah, they're good. They're uh, Marge good is insane. Um there are definitely yeah, some I good really targets, but I wouldn't run three, I don't think. I just think it's too risky that it's a dead card, um, but there are some really fucking banter plays you can make with this card. Uh, I really want to take my opponent's tickler I and mean, tickle their tyrant off their deck to kill their tyrant. That would be awesome, <laughs> and I also really want to take yours Ambush Raider so that I can ambush my ice in, um, and kill shit with it. Oh,
2: that'd be amazing.
1: Yeah. Also, there is one yeah. wonderful piece of jank that this seeds for. Which does not yet exist, but hopefully will do. Which is that if you take control of your opponent's Master Crescent, Master Crescent with this card, then at any time when Stark get given some kind of effect that gives them a benefit for having less characters on the board, you can kneel Master Crescent to return him to your opponent's control, so that you have less characters than them. <laughs> and if I know anything That's about Elspeth. If I know anything about Jank and LCGs, at some point that will be relevant to a stupid deck that I build.
2: <laughs> oh, when they reprint the children's tower. Yes! Yes! yes. Okay, uh, moving swiftly on. Peel, would you like to read the next... Oh, would you, would you like to give us your thoughts on Ward, Peel? you didn't.
0: Uh, it's alright. It's not really that great. For, for what you're getting back, it, you may as well just play a character. But then again, I'm cynical. Yeah, but you're uh, denying also...
2: them the character as well.
0: Yeah, but... It's Stark.
2: You're <laughs> paying for to gain a four-cost character and deny them a four-cost character. Or lower. Or... Think of how good Mel's favour was. Yeah. Although that's not particularly apt. Think of who you can take you
0: in other houses it, bar Stark. Like.
2: Cersei. Theon. Play. All
0: right, okay, okay.
2: All solid. Marjorie.
0: Marjorie. Nah, plenty of good characters. Plenty of good characters to
2: steal. Left. You still their left, their right loses the power icon,
0: or whichever way around it goes. No,
1: uh, no, you can't. They have no attachments except weapon.
0: Oh, How? They're still immortal, same. and they're still the best cards in the game. Okay,
2: it is bad then. <laughs> Fair enough.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. Next Moves on them, Poo. Yeah. Small Council Chamber. It's a location, it's a Lannister card, it costs three, it's a King's Landing, it's immune to events and reaction. After you win an Intrigue Challenge, Small Council Chamber gains one power. Hmm. Making their Intrigue Challenges even more threatening.
2: How would you rate it?
0: Uh, If you're a Lannister player and you like making intrigue challenges, I can see you replacing your dog's bollocks with this card. Um, If you're not a Lannister player, then you should probably feed the birds. (laughs) Okay,
2: sure. I think it is currently bollocks. I think it's way too expensive to be decent. Um, If there is a... All the intrigue deck that comes out in the future, like Power Behind the Throne, oh <laughs> the intrigue. Then it might be worth running, um, but in the current card pool, I think it's way too expensive for something that doesn't impact your board position. Um, yeah, a events doesn't make it that good because.
1: Sorry, you, you can build an all the intrigue deck already, and I think it's quite good. Lannister banner son probably, but.
2: But would you run no, this? No,
1: because the, the the reason you do all the intrigue is to empty their hand, and then you reset the board with first snow or various, and then you've just won anyway. Um, yeah, it's yeah. very hard to come back from that, so you don't need this.
2: Yeah, no, exactly. Um, so yeah, it's worth pointing out that despite it being immune to events, which doesn't make that much difference because there's not that much location hate that sees play in event form anyway. Um, you can cancel the reaction with treachery, because the reaction is not immune to events. So, but that would
1: be a waste nice. of a treachery, I think, unless it's going to win them the game. It's almost certainly. It would
2: definitely it. be a waste of a treachery. Lovely. All right, moving swiftly on. Go for it, Ryan.
1: Um So next we have uh, imprisoned um, to one cost, non-loyal, non-unique martel attachment condition. Panner's character, only attached character, loses a military icon. We've all been expecting this. Um, it's quite good. I think it's probably a one of until Lannister stops running 3x Gregor, 3x Jaime, which they won't in the foreseeable future. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> sure.
2: Yeah, I think it's pretty good against Lannister, pretty good against a few other decks. Um, it's solid. I like it. Certainly more dogs bollocks than Feed the Birds. Yeah. Uh, the problem with these is that you know, running them as like a one of doesn't really do much for me, so I want to run like lots of them to really get the control in. But then it takes away so many event slots, so I just feel I'd rather run the events, so finding the deck space for them is quite hard, but I do think they're very yeah, good.
1: Yeah, I think given the like quite specific deck types we're seeing in the meta at the moment, you can meta with these cards quite well. So you can deal with things like Gregor because you know you're going to yeah. see them. Um, as the card pool grows, they'll be worse, I think. Apart from the intrigue one because of Tyene and Tesviz and Doran's game.
0: Who? Loses a military icon for one goal, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's more icon hate for Martel and it would get rid of the big annoying um, military challenges. Uh, challengers um, I know a couple are popping to my head kind of straight away. Gregor for example um, but I'm pretty sure Gregor maybe no attachments and unable to equip it. No uh, no he
2: isn't no attachments.
0: That's you fine, can then use this to him. just turn him into a very Done. expensive Iron Throne. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Yes it's very good against Gregor.
0: Yeah. That's what pops in I don't anyway. Okay.
2: Sure. So the next card is uh, Street of Silk. A, a one-cost neutral location with the King's Landing trait. Reaction. After you win a challenge in which you control a participating Lord or Lady character, kneel your faction card to search the top five cards of your deck for an ally or companion card. Reveal it and add it to your hand. Shuffle the other cards back into your deck. Um... It's card advantage, but it's very, Yay.
0: very specific. It's not as good as it used to be. As long as every <laughs> no.
2: time you search uh, you say companion, we all know what that means. Uh, then it's fine.
0: Yeah, every time uh, from now uh, on that can be the new thing. We all know what it that already means. is a thing, Peel.
2: The new thing, we've been saying that for months. <laughs> yes. I'm aware since Tony came on but
1: it has to be used when this but it is now confirmed right oh yeah it's now confirmed because the street of silk is effectively the red light district in King's Landing it's where Littlefinger's brothel is and everything so the theory isn't canon Mm. it's it's now official that Hodor is a prostitute (laughs) (laughs) that explains
0: why he doesn't like to speak much
2: Mm. answer Jorah Mormont
0: he's he's seen some horrible things Dave Mm, mm. I okay. on another note slightly separated I think we may have cocked up the order
1: a little bit here gents I'm not going to lie I was um, thinking that should I take the next card
2: no it's fine I, I'm going to fix it yep <laughs>
1: take the next card
2: yeah yeah I think uh, Street of Silk is just a bit it's a bit feed the birds like, yeah it's so yeah, I mean you need to have your lord and lady you need to search for these traits which generally aren't that useful there's Cereo there's Littlefinger There's a couple of good characters, Um, Theon. But you only get to search five cards, and you've got to run this. Is it worth the deck space? I'm not sure it's that.
1: I wouldn't run it it if it wasn't for the faction, Neil. Um, Because the condition is really easy, like everybody's running loads of lords and ladies. Um, If you're running a banner deck, you automatically have six allies in your deck, because all of the one-cost reduces are allies, plus probably Serio and anyone else that you happen to have. Um... But you almost certainly have a better thing to need a faction card for on your deck. So, yeah, not quite.
2: This is true. Oh, oh yeah. No, I'm, I'm not a massive fan. If-
0: I'm going to go with Rowan on this one. It is one of those things where it's just like, oh, you know, kneeling the house card. There's so other... Oh, sorry, the faction card. There's so... Many other things that require you to kneel the faction card. So many other better things, more specifically, that require kneeling the faction card. It's just not worth the hassle. I, I don't think I want to kneel my faction card for a for a companion. I I don't. I, you know. I think I'd rather just pay some gold.
1: And of course, we're getting the best faction kneel um, cost in the game coming up shortly. So
0: we are, and this is what I'm waiting for, guys. This is this is this is what we live for. This is uh. We've got this one is more. The card one. There's one
1: before it. Huh? One more first. Yeah, on,
2: What's the one. the next card before the okay, one? Okay,
1: so I actually really like this card. <laughs> um, I think it might even be better for Stark than Ward is. Uh, it's Septimordain, three cost for three strength, unique Stark, non-loyal character, uh, with an intrigue icon. That's the important bit. And in fact, an intrigue icon. She has the the 7 trait. And she says, while you control Sansa Stark, she gets plus 2 strength against Renown. And while you control Arya Stark, she gains an Intrigue Icon and immunity opponent's plot effects. So this card fills the Intrigue hole in Stark really, really, really nicely. Because she's an efficient Intrigue Icon by herself. And she gives an Intrigue Icon to one of your best characters. Yeah. Yep.
2: Yeah. The Sansa boost is not to be... Uh not to be disregarded yeah. she makes the the cheap efficient Sansa you know even harder to get down to zero strength she makes the power gain sensor really power gain power yeah. gain-y. i think she's brilliant yeah dog's, dogs bollocks.
0: bollocks yeah dog's bollocks very good dog's bollocks all around i wouldn't
2: run one i wouldn't run more than one but uh nah. very very good
0: but i'm not a madman Okay. Take it
2: away. This is the card the card.
0: A little bit of a backstory for anyone new. Once upon a time, there was a card, a card which people didn't think much of. It was there, always in the back, wearing away, a consistent member of the card pool, but never quite standing out. Until one day, it made its mark on this world, and now it will never be forgotten. For ladies and gentlemen, this card is something more than your standard card. I mean, some would even say it's much more than your standard card. This card is called a gift of the Arbor Red. It's called, it's an event. It costs zero. It's only for Tyrell. What is it? Because you can banner it in as well, which means that now Tyrell are going to be my default banner house. I'm just throwing it out there, Dave. Um, I, I well expect expect that.
2: that. I've put all my Tyrell cards to the side. Thank you. <laughs> With
0: the <greater> um, cards. <laughs> <laughs> Neil, it, it's a House Red wine, and it's got an action—an action similar to something which caused a ruckus, should I say? Such a ruckus that it inspired a generation of Thrones players. No, um, this is called Gift of the Arbor Red. You kneel your faction card to have. Each player, not just one, each player, so that's it, that could be four of you, that could just be two of you, doesn't matter. It's each player, it's all of you, everyone in the game, it benefits everyone. This card is amazing to reveal the top four cards of his or her deck. Alright, pretty standard really. Four cards of everyone's, you know, everyone in the game's deck. Alright, that's cool. But then what else? You can choose one card. That's right. One card. The person playing this event can choose one card. One card to add that to the player's hand. You know? That's amazing, that. Shuffle the rest of the cards back into the decks. Fuck them. We don't want them. But this is fantastic. It's back. It's here. It's Tyrell. And I fucking love Tyrell mostly because of this card i don't know why it's only got a three star on card game (laughs) db that's going to change right now because we're going to give it another rating i can't rate because i'm not logged in that's irrelevant we'll do it later this card is a reprint a pretty much a direct reprint of my favorite card of all time and i think we managed to get every single person in starlet last year while i must admit started while very drunk it started at a tournament somewhere in the uk i can't even remember which one um shit which tournament was it was it norwich
2: it was the no. It was the Paramore Invitational.
0: Was it, it was Paramore Invitational to the
2: first round of the Paramore Invitational? Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: and you <laughs> yeah. shouted the title of the old card. Do you want, do you want to give it to us now? What's, what's the title of the original card?
0: Hmm, Dave. I think it might have been.
1: <laughs>
0: it's back and
2: it's called <laughs> gift
0: of the other We're
2: never gonna call it that. We're never gonna call it that.
0: We, we're never going to call it that, though. Let's be honest. It's always going to be much and more. But at the same time, it's also <laughs> Gift of the Arbor of Red. And that's, that's... It's beautiful. And I'm really happy about it coming back. Because I like cards like this. Because they're fun. I like cards that are fun. This is the kind of thing which makes it all entertaining for me. You know? Fuck everything else. Let's just run that in a deck. Because in melee, you can instantaneously piss off everyone <laughs> on your table or make friends it's it's so good for things like that i I don't i don't think people understand it you can either make friends with it or you can make people want to kill you there is no in between generally i must admit it's the latter but when you make that friend in melee money for example you and this other guy in melee getting dicks on give him the viper who gives a shit you're losing he's losing who cares um and then all the other two hate you well that's fair enough they're winning they're meant to hate you, you're losing, it's irrelevant or vice versa, you give me some power mate, I'll give you that card it's it's a bargaining chip, it's a family fun time event, it's a dip for chips, it's it's all sorts, it's everything it's yeah. the barbecue sauce of Game of Thrones cards I think he's about
1: setting sure. up, got it,
2: would you say it's the dog's bollocks?
0: I would say it's beyond the dog's bollocks Dave personally I would say it's better than the dog's bollocks. I don't even know what's better than the dog's the bollocks. Dog's bollocks it's the,
2: boll-
1: it's the, the bollocks dog... of the mighty wolf.
0: It it's the wolf's bollocks. <laughs> there we go. The this is better than the bollocks. dog's bollocks, it's the wow. wolf's bollocks. Except yeah, there we go. We yeah. established. New thing. Thank you, Rowan. That is the next step. The rating system just got another scale.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so uh so for those who aren't aware, the uh, the meme that is much and more started at the Paramour Invitational where uh Peel had planned it earlier with the landlord that everyone was going to get a shot the first time he played Much and More, and so they were waiting just just behind like the tournament area, uh, and suddenly you just hear him about fifteen minutes into the first round of Swiss just go Much and More, and nobody knew what was going on. And suddenly all these shots appear from the bar. <laughs> <And> <laughs> it was like this is good. This is like eleven o'clock in the morning. We can we can do this. This is fine. We could we could um, have shots And then at it became a, a thing over time. And uh, I remember I was sat on the table behind you at Starlek. So, like, if we turned our heads, we could speak to each other. And mm. you were drawn up from setup and you had much of more in your hand in the <laughs> very first round of the Starlek melee. And I was just sat there just like, I've got to make all these deals and discuss the first plot phase but I know Peel is about to shout much and more, and I'm so excited. <laughs> and you did. And everyone in Team England shouted much and more back. And it ebbed and flowed over the weekend. Like, you know, there were good times and there were bad times, but
0: we there were, always There, there was a point where it more. got... <laughs> there was a point where, I'm going to be honest, it got fucking old. Um, but then it yeah. came back. It but was one it of these back. amazing... Yeah, it got <laughs> better again. It was like, for about halfway through... I think it was about halfway through the Swiss. <laughs> Uh, on the second yeah. day it got so because no one, cause everyone added it to their decks for Swiss, I swear there must have been an influx in that card I well, only ran S- one Sweeney copy and, of that card uh, Sweeney
2: in... and Josh were running it
0: yeah, I only ran one copy of it in my entire, both of my decks and I used to see it every game and I, I consistently see it every game without fail, sometimes multiple times a game and I don't even know how <laughs> like, I think I was like, oh shuffle your discard back into your deck alright then fair enough, now draw two cards oh it's back again <laughs> it was uh, really? it was something, it was it was quite impressive having a whole room for the thing, and then by the end of it, I must admit, unless it's some people, they weren't quite sure what was going on and I think they were just shouting out for the hell of it, I don't even think they were playing it half the time, in fact I was watching someone shouting out much and more, and he didn't play any cards, so I mean there's that um, that was the period that when it started really to get really old sad. but it came back and you know, admittedly Gift of the Arbor Red isn't going to be as good, but it's still going to be the same card we'll as far as I'm concerned.
2: Anyway. Yeah. I'm just going to shout much more anyway. I'm looking forward to it because this weekend will be the first weekend it's legal. And I know at least it some will people be. are playing it. So uh, it's going to be fun in Siam. We're going to bring it back. So, um, it so there was a video it. made by uh, made by some Italians about a week ago. And they did a chapter pack review of this chapter pack. And of uh, Arba Red talks. They talk about it for a while, and then suddenly they say uh, whatever the Italian word for English is. They say like Starlack English, and then he just goes much and more, and they just laugh. Mm. I was like, this is brilliant.
0: <laughs> it's a thing, Marco though. Marco
2: linked it to us, even though we had no idea what was going on. It just it was
0: doesn't matter. It's those two. It's those three simple words. You know, those three simple words.
2: They, they, anyway, you can't fail but be happy.
0: You can't. It 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 was like, oh no, we're over Fuck it. Someone shouting in the corner will join him. You know that single-handedly um, lifted the tournament spirit. I tell
1: you, whose spirits aren't lifted, though? The guy on this card. He's grumpy. For
0: <laughs> he is for someone who does something so joyous. He's very upset. I'm not.
1: I don't, know, don't understand this at all. Maybe he's just pissed off that his card. Maybe he's it just. Used to be.
0: Maybe he's bitter. So I used to be neutral.
1: Yeah. I have now no cost look. at all.
0: I'm carrying a bottle of wine. At least he's carrying a bottle of wine. Though. I mean, yeah. But he has to give it away. It's a gift. Even. It... Well. True. But it's a gift for all. And that's what's being yeah. about it.
1: Agreed. It's socialism in a card. That's what anyway. it is. Socialism in a card. That I can get behind.
2: There's not really much to say about this. Other than uh, people have been underrating it on card game db on the facebook group uh, but it was underrated in first edition 2. and then mm. people started playing it and it's just like actually the downside of this, this is really useful
0: downside, there is no downside is so you just useful. get to ch- you you have three cards you you have three of these in your deck you play one you play three cards you've just literally all you've done is just gone well i've got this one card i can now choose from these four cards it's like it's it's very simple maths you have one which can, can be converted into a choice of four. You would rather have a choice of four than just one card. Like, every day of the week, I would rather have a choice well, of four. I mean, yeah, admittedly, sometimes, you know, I just get another much and more with it. But that's not the point. <laughs> the point is, you've got it. And you've got this, you know, and the cards aren't going anywhere. You don't discard them. You don't get rid of them. they are back in your deck. So, yeah. fun, fun, fun. All uh,
2: and it ma- it's, your opponent loves it as well. Like, everyone has fun when you play much and more. Even the people on the tables next to you. Yeah, everyone's like he's just playing much and more what's he gonna get and then you know he's Uh, like what's he gonna give his opponent anything could happen
0: yeah worst case scenario you you have to give yeah worst case scenario you give your opponent a um i don't know i think the worst case scenario i've ever had to do i think i gave one of my opponents an event like that was the worst case scenario the rest of the time i just give them limited locations if i don't you know, or, or a shitty character like, oh, right, you can have him. Why? Oh, he's a chud, and you've already marshaled. It's, it's not. If there's no downside, and especially now as well with the um, with the limits. There, there's no da- anyway. I'll get passionate about this later properly. Well, I mean, I you've got to
2: kneel uh, your faction card. That's the big issue. You can't play two well, copies of this in one turn, which is really sad. Because that was the best use of the yeah. first one. I like don't oh, no. really want this one card therefore I'll play two copies
0: yeah <laughs> if yeah I used to use it to fish out um, I I loved it especially I used to use it to fish out of my deck instead of my hold you know it's useful search your hold for that fishy deck out if you can't find what you want this is very true this is very true <sighs> shall we go on to the next one though because otherwise we're going to end up talking about much more than I am I think we're
1: all in agreement it's the anyway. dog's bollocks it, in fact it's the wolf's bollocks
0: there we go. Wolf bollocks. Wolf Dave. Wolf Spollocks. Wolf spollocks all yeah, round. up to this uh,
2: four-star rating. <laughs> <laughs> Alright then. The next card is Jogo. And he is a Targaryen loyal character. He's four for three. He's a Blood Rider Dothraki. He has two icons, a red one and a blue one. Ooh. And he is illustrated <laughs> by Nicholas Hagialis. And while you control another Blood Rider character, he gains stealth. And whilst he is attacking, Cheeky. he gains plus X strength, where X is the number of characters in the defending player's dead pile. He's Cheeky solid. Up. He feeds the Bloodrider and Dothraki synergy, but he isn't spectacular. He's no Jogo of First Edition.
1: No, although he he, I like him. He's solid. He does parallel First Edition Jogo in an amusing way in that he has conditional stealth. Um,
2: yes, the other one was when he attacked alone, yep. he gained. This him
1: time he needs friends him. to get stealth, which is different. But, but we're now with that because gonna... of Ian's inevitable all Dothraki deck you can now put 21 Dothraki cards in a deck so I think 4 more individual Dothraki cards should about do it then you can play 33 Dothraki in a deck and then, then Ian will be happy and never play anything else again
0: <laughs> this is true I mean, it is a little bit counterproductive, though, because generally, if I don't want to be seen, I don't generally invite a, you know, a group of friends with me, because um, that's just going to draw attention. <laughs> Groups are much easier to spot than just one person. If you're playing hide and seek, you not hide in the cupboard with six other blocks.
1: So, the next card is uh, Baratheon, a unique, non loyal, seven cost character. So, Barriston Selmy, of whom I am a big fan. at him. He's a. Uh, he is a- He's a house, isn't he? Six strength, six. I tell you, the military has power icon.
0: It's a lot of strength. Yeah, and he's
1: got a lot of traits too. This might be the longest l- by character number, length of traits on any card. I haven't confirmed <laughs> this, but it looks pretty fucking long. He's a key guard, a knight, and a small council. He has renown, the best keyword, and he has an interrupt. When a lord or lady character you would control would be killed. Stand, Sir Barristan, tell me to save that character. You heard me right. You stand him. It's wicked, and I love the art. I love the art Jeez. too. I love the, how good is I love that? the like semi-serious, cartoony style thing they've got going on. It's wicked. It's kind of giving you a stare,
2: like mm. a. Ooh. He's he's huge. And he's huge. I really like him as well. I think he's really solid. I like uh, the you force the Neil deck to go first, and then they just attack with Barristan, so you can't murder any of their guys. Cool, jobs are
0: good yeah yeah i
2: think yeah he's really good he's he's really expensive at seven cost but i i think it's worth it i think yeah i was gonna say I think he's worth it like his his base stat line is so good. so good and then he's got renown and a really useful ability yeah um and it's not like a janky useful ability like gregor it's just this is a really good ability and i've already got a i've got a good stat line as well
0: it's not so, even yeah, just... I think he's even on even on the defense, that is an epic ability. Because if you attack him, you nail him to defend. The challenge isn't unopposed. You can still kill someone a claim if it's a high military challenge and you can't block it all. Then just stand him afterwards. Like, save him. Like, yeah, that does that not, not... in any, it's, it's not bad in any yeah. way, shape, or form. There is nothing bad about that card. I mean, it's expensive, but mm. you know what? I would happily pay 7 gold for that card. He may yeah. even be... In you know, the team, Dave.
2: You you reckon he may make the?
0: Uh, I think the he may make the. I think he may make the house bond and wanderers. He would definitely he would definitely be a good choice as a centre back.
2: I think he's uh, he's a uh, he's a contender, but I don't think he's as good as Tywin. That's the thing. That's who he's up against. I, no, Tywin's but... our star striker at the moment. I put him on the bench, Yeah, but he's you not. Know?
0: He's sub-tie not. He's playing striker day. Minutes. He's going to go in goal. He's keeping an eye on our backs.
2: You can only have one seven cost appeal.
0: That's, that's the whole point.
2: So I'll Defin- put him on the bench and I'll sub him out at 65-70 minutes. Bring in Barry. You know, bitter and When we're up, up two nil, the game. Love yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. You know, or even if we're down, like he can kind of mitigate some of the damage. You know, he's just a solid, solid guy to bring in at the he end. He can put the, the de- he
0: can be our centre defensive um, mid. He can put the you know the dominance around the field. He will guard everyone's ass. You know mm. what are you doing, lads? You're letting it slip. Come on, sort the shit okay. out. And
2: talking he about dominance, s- he has good synergy with Baratheon's dominance theme. <laughs> he, does. he does, yeah, because <laughs> he stands up and then you and win he, dominance. He
1: has Woo! really good synergy with Stannis and even-handed justice as well. But my favourite thing is that he is another target for Lightbringer. So, Lightbringer is a really funny attachment. Lightbringer is a really funny attachment because there are only three cards in the game on which it does anything, but it's absolutely awesome on all three of them. (laughs) Which, like, it polarises in such a weird way. Obviously, it's great on Robert because you get to use Robert twice, and he's probably the second best character of winning challenges in the game. Um... It's good on standards because you get another renowned dude and you can use him multiple times. And it's good on sell me because you can use him multiple times and still then use him to save somebody afterwards.
0: Alright, everyone, Craven here. As you may have noticed, I wasn't actually in this show. I was editing, as Dave said at the top of the episode. Unfortunately, in my capacity as editor, I have stumbled across some bad news. For the second week running, we've got some technical gremlins. We haven't lost the whole episode, as you probably realised, considering this is the end. But we have lost the rest of it, so there will be no more discussion on cards after what Rowan just said about and Selmy. Uh, really sorry about that, not entirely sure what went wrong. We were recording in a different format and through some different software, and basically I think it's just teething problems. Next week, things should be back to normal, um, so yeah, sorry about that. If you really want to find out what people think of the cards, you can go over the Card Game DB, or check out some of the other great podcasts and see what they've got to say.